Today's scripture reading is Mark 7, 1 through 23. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of their elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesies rightly about you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother. And whoever speaks of evil of father or mother must surely die. But you say that if anyone tells father or mother, whatever support you might have had from me is Corban, that is an offering to God, then you no longer permit doing anything for a father or mother, thus making void the word of God through your tradition that you have handed down. And you do many things like this. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile. When he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Then do you also fail to understand? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart but the stomach? and goes out into the sewer. Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, it is what comes out of a person that defiles, for it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. The word of the Lord. I'm standing in this big line outside of Carl Charles Colson Jr. High, waiting for the doors to open. And I say big line instead of long line because it's more mobbish than it is long, more wide than long. You know, our senior pastor was right. At staff meeting, he told us, get there early. I predict unprecedented involvement in Tuesday's caucuses. His political insight as to the large turnout comes, I'm sure, from him reading on the front page of the USA Today, uh, which reported huge turnouts for all the recent caucuses and primaries. Unprecedented, unprecedented involvement, he continued, and I want us to be involved in that involvement. He repeated that last line at all five services on Sunday. 
He had urged the crowds of Maple Lakes Community Church faithful to bring our values and our commitments out of the church and into the streets, which evidently led to the junior high. Of course, I'm not telling you who to caucus for. I trust that the issues with this gospel, and his hand goes to the Bible on the lectern and kind of rubs it a little bit, is most concerned about will be your guide and will guide the choices you make. The Spirit is moving believers like never before into unprecedented political involvement. And then the line, and I want us to be involved in that involvement. So here I am, shoulder to shoulder with other concerned citizens in a crush. I have to admit that large crowds of well-meaning people usually are a precursor to a panic attack for me, but this, this is exciting. It feels good to be here, to be doing something, to be well involved. People all around me were talking passionately about what planks they would propose or what the most important issues were and why. Most of this I couldn't actually make out because of the nearly cacophonous fervency of the voices and the loud buzzing in my head that, like a panic attack, usually accompanies my contact with large crowds. What I could catch, my head nodded to vigorously. Ardent statements like, they have defined the issues for far too long. It's time for our voices to be heard. Yes, that is true. My head nods in agreement. If people of faith don't come together and work to help uh, set the agenda for the next four years, it might be too late. Yes, now is the time. My head nodding again. Amen. Now joined enthusiastically by my, the upper half of my body, rocking back and forth. I was just about to add a fist bump supported yeah when the next declaration made it clear to me what issues these political compatriots were talking about. My head stopped nodding. I looked around warily. How could I have not seen all the buttons and stickers so garishly adorning these people? I looked at the doors we were standing waiting to get in and there was a handwritten sign with the party's name on it. I panicked. I looked over to another set of doors nearby and saw a sign with my party's name on it. This wasn't one big mob waiting to get in. This was two big mobs related only by proximity. Both parties were caucusing at Charles Colson. The turnout was indeed so large and the teaming um, was so teamishly teeming that at once, I'm sure it was two distinct lines, but now had devolved into one nearly indistinguishable mass of political passion. I ducked my head and made my way to the other side of the crowd as quickly as I could. I had almost accidentally acted on the deeply held convictions of someone else. When I read the text for today, and I think of you, and I think of me, I think we are like those rebellious followers of Jesus who upset those fundamentalist Pharisees by not washing their hands. Not that uptight fundamentalists are paying much attention to me, um, and not that I really know any uptight fundamentalists, I mean, maybe some family members, but they aren't really uptight, I wouldn't say, and I would say they're more like traditionally conservative than fundamentalists. 
I think like fu uptight fundamentalists are clearly only people that I don't know. But I know that I'm making them really mad. I'm making them really mad with my freedom from culturally constructed strictures and my preference for grace over judgment. It is a question of exposure. A person becomes ritually unclean by being exposed to that which is unclean. Being subject to the presence of a certain illness, a dead body, or improperly grown or prepared foods. You know, ever since the pink slime revelation of earlier this year, I have not eaten a hamburger that I did not know where that meat came from. I want to know the source. Is it grass-fed, raised in humane conditions, no hormones? I practically want to see the steer's bedroom and meet his parents before I put ketchup on him. I feel the same way about dairy products and lettuce, too. In an era of factory farming and agribusiness behemoths, you cannot even trust a spinach salad. This section of the story starts with the Pharisees noting that the disciples are eating without washing their hands. But then it goes on to narrate that the Pharisees do not even eat anything from the market without washing it first. This makes obvious sense to us to clean off any residual dirt or pesticides, which are not supposed to be on my fruits and vegetables that are organically grown, but you can never be too careful. But of course, for them, it's a completely different thing. The Pharisees are not concerned about pesticides or the dirt. They're worried, they're not even worried about the dirt. They, when they wash their stuff from the market, they don't even submerge them or scrub them. They just sprinkle a little water on top of them, baptizing them. That's really what word they use. They are worried about the grower and how the grower might have maybe planted the crop on the Sabbath making it unclean, or maybe planted it in a field with other plants that are not supposed to be mixed in the same plot, or they might have been handled in some unclean way by some unclean person, therefore the result being defiling them just by their coming in contact with it. You can never be too careful. At least you expose yourself to something that might defile you. Now, luckily for me, I can limit my exposure to actual harmful chemicals in farming practices because I am able to pay the two to four dollars extra for a pound of ground beef or a gallon of milk. I can avoid exposure to lead or who knows what else by paying more for products not made in a giant Chinese factory. Except of course Apple products, I think an iPhone is worth the risk. I can avoid exposure to all kinds of things, all kinds of nasty diseases, simply by being privileged to live in the first world. This is what Jesus is reacting to, the isolation of privilege. The Pharisees can use the wealth of the law to isolate themselves from what is unclean. They can limit their exposure to the people that would defile them. And in the name of righteousness, most people don't have that option. When Jesus says it's not about what you are exposed to, have access to, or can afford cheap food or Chinese-made children toys that defile you, it's about what's in your heart. Do you keep things pure for you and those elite members of your sect? 
or do you work to keep things safe for those with no options? When I read this test, text and I think of you and I think of me, I think that we are like those rebellious followers of Jesus who upset the uptight fundamentalist Pharisees, although I don't believe the gospel can support that reading. 